You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Flyers hockey is back. After what felt like a season from hell, the Flyers are back on the ice with a brand new look and identity. But following a few major injuries out of camp, is our excitement unfounded? Or will the mix of young kids and weather veterans be enough to pick up the slack? Join us as we discuss a new season of Flyers hockey in season two of the Three Pigeons podcast. Good evening, everybody. I'm your host with the most, Joe Gazarian, and I actually don't have an opener. This is crazy that we made it to, to season two. I was reading a stat earlier that most podcasts don't make it past like the first like couple episodes. And gentlemen, this is episode what, 54, 55? Yes, yeah, not including the uh, the old show. I'm pretty sure. Uh, not yeah, not including the yeah. That's not canon. So, 60s. You know, I, I when I signed on to do this with you guys, I never thought we'd make it this far, and I'm happy to say we have. This has been a lot of fun. Um, here's to a new season, hopefully a lot more highs than lows. So fingers <laughs> crossed. But that's uh, that's my opener for the start of this new NHL season. Love it, love it. So I'm Matt Arenek, and like Joe just mentioned, the rookie season of our podcast is o- is over. So hopefully. Um, this elite group does not experience a, uh, a sophomore slump. Here, here. Uh, I'm Mike Zawissa, and my mic sounds so loud. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's using um, a megaphone tonight. <laughs> I'm Mike Zawissa, and after two seasons, we still haven't uh, gotten the sound down. No, that's not true. We're just lazy. I was going to say, our audio is actually really good. Our audio is great. We're just compared to, to, compared to some other podcasts? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks I'm to just your hard work. We actually and don't feel good. like doing the uh, the difficult way anymore. Maybe we, you know we'll bring that back for the season, boys. How about that? I'm Mike Zewis, and, and this season we're gonna you know do better audio. I don't know. And the Flyers just scored. Boys. Yeah, they did. Hey, all right, Joe, take it away though, because as Matt yeah. just said, we got we got action on the ice. So we got action on the ice. We got we got skin in the game. Speaking of skin in the game, week three of football is in the books. <laughs> It's time to review the tape and get ready for week four. God knows the Eagles have to. Uh, with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, to kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week one game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbooks is not yet in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season with their fairly, with their daily fantasy contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. 
All I right, like that, Joe. Big. Yeah, you like that? Hey, Remember you know, maybe if this whole, uh, you know, commercial plumbing thing doesn't, you know, playing through, maybe I should just be a full-time radio guy. You know, Joe, radio I hear guy. That I just know. Just I got a podcast in my other thing. job that I could sell uh, a, a co-host role. There to. we go. Yeah. Listen, I, I've been. Uh, I honestly, I've talked to the marketing department for uh, for our company about doing some YouTube stuff, and I think it'd be really funny to have me with like someone who actually knows what they're doing in plumbing and stick mm. us together like a little buddy cop thing. But I'm not a content guy just in my dreams, mm. but uh, let's get with the housekeeping guys. A lot of injuries right off the bat. Um, this, I don't know. It's just really unfortunate for, for some of these, um, you know, Kevin Hayes had that serious off season surgery for his abdominal issue uh, looks like he had some follow-up surgery that needed to be done after he started skating. He said he felt something, a little tight. Uh, Sam Moran's out a couple weeks, uh, lo removing loose bodies from his knee. Don't know what the hell, or knee, or what is it? Is it knee? Or yeah, is it knee. knee. Yeah. Yep. Whatever the hell that means. Uh, and Wade Allison got injured. Um, he didn't injure the same leg, did he? I think it was uh, a different leg think from his so. ACL. I think he sprained it, but he's out indefinitely still. So, so yeah, he's he's going to be, you know, a couple weeks for sure. Um, obviously, that means Morgan Frost is really going to get a chance. Um, besides Frost, I mean, they signed Derek Broussard and Nate Thompson, obviously, who could both play center. So we'll see what happens there. They could always take G off the wing and put him back at center. Um, half the team is playing right now uh, as we're recording against the Islanders. Um, I'm not actually watching the game. I did see a little bit of the first period. Um, but what are your guys' thoughts on a lot of developments early? Uh, classic flyer season. Right off the bat, we got some stuff to talk about. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I was gonna say, do we want to just real quick talk about the the injuries, um, specifically to Hayes, I guess, um, and how that kind of factors into tonight's game, even because there's been some, you know, Derek Broussard is centering what is I guess tonight's second line, but looks kind of like a third line potentially if um, everything pans out. I mean, it's Broussard, uh, Lindblom, and why am I blanking on the third? Oh, Cam. Yeah, Cam Atkinson. So that could be a, a fun third line to watch. But, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys want to go through the, the injuries and, and what that let's, means first? Yeah, let's go injuries first. Obviously, the biggest one is is Hayes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, unlucky uh, that they needed a second surgery. Um, doesn't honestly give me a, a ton of confidence in, in the doctors that performed the first one. But, hey, you know, sometimes it's just one of those things where – it could have been just a completely separate thing that happened to Hayes while he was getting up for camp and, you know, could be that, but he's going to miss some time for sure. Probably, I think they said like 10 games or so, probably maybe I would lean maybe maybe 12 or 15. If I had to guess. Yeah. All depends, really? all yeah, depends yeah. on how they're doing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if they're doing well, there's no need to rush him back. Um, but I think this team is, well, I thought it last year too, but I think this team has enough depth that they can hold out for that game, well, for that many games. But I mean, um, technically, last year when they didn't have Kachuria for what was it like nine games, mm. eleven games, they held out. So it, it, technically, or in theory, they do have the depth to hold out with Kevin Hayes out still. So I I do agree with you there, Joe. Well, yeah, I mean, they have at least at least they have interesting options, right? And mm -hmm. I'm interested to see what Frost can do. Um, you know, he was up here two years ago, came up last year, got hurt his first game. So 
we all know he's got some offensive upside. They said he's coming in at like 190, which is like more than Giroux. So yeah, yeah, it's good like 15 pounds, probably more than Giroux. That's that's um, what I like to see. He's clearly taken this offseason to heart and and really gotten really good game shape for the season. Yeah, I think Derek Prezard signing is huge in that regard because <clears throat> otherwise, like you mentioned, without bringing Giroux like, back to center, you're talking like. I don't even know what it would end up. I mean, maybe you, you would have went back to like law at 3C, which wouldn't have mm-hmm. been the end of the world. But I think if you are willing to kind of thrust Frost into that second line center role, and then you have Broussard at 3C, and then you can still use Nate Thompson at center, and then mm. Lawton on the wing where he's at his best. So I think he slots in well. I, again, like Joe said, I, I haven't been able to watch the entirety of the game, but I did watch some bits and pieces, and I thought Derek Broussard looked pretty pretty good. Especially he's for a third line center. Holy shit, he's a pain in the ass. Yeah, he's just a pain in the ass. You need those players. Mm-hmm. And he was on like a 30. I mean, granted, it was with with uh, Arizona, so I'm not sure if he had a bigger like top six role, but he was on pace for 35 or so points, hmm. maybe slightly more last year. So, I mean, as, we, as we've seen with him on the Rangers, he can put points up, and I think if we put him on the third line with, uh, with the JVR or whoever it may be, I wouldn't be shocked if he he can contribute in that capacity but i think the toughest one is definitely allison um yeah. playing hockey like i haven't had a high ankle sprain myself but knowing where the injury is located and where the boot of your skate stops i just feel like that seems like a never-ending nightmare and that's why like you hear from people that it's really something that lingers throughout an entire season and for a player mm-hmm. who struggles and his one area of struggle is skating, right? Especially after those knee surgeries. I feel bad for him because he was primed to have like a pretty, not not a significant role, but I think an important kind of role, player type role with this team this year. And the injury bug just keeps getting him. It's, it's shitty. Yeah, I feel like he was definitely destined for a, a spot on this team. I think we had just been talking about how, you know, his quote about them not, taking you know any shit from teams anymore or anything like that and then you know that they want to have a better attitude moving forward you don't say that unless you're a part of the room in some way so yeah I, I feel bad for him in that sense it feels like this was going to be the year of like Wade Allison coming onto the scene and like maybe a, a bottom six role or something but you know I'm sure he'll fight back and um probably come up but um I don't know do we want to Oh, well, I guess we should, you know, I feel terrible for Sam Moran. Joe, that's, that's your boy. It's my boy. Yeah. My boy. My, my Sammy boy. My, my big fella. <laughs> yeah, man. He just, he, they got a, I don't know, they need a priest, a rabbi, a, an imam, monks. They need a lot of different kind of holy men in his house to bless him and the places around him. Maybe an exorcist because he just cannot catch a break, man. This poor guy. All he does is work hard. All he does is want to be part of the team and, and do whatever he can to help. And this is his third injury in four years. And I know there's some talk of like, oh, it's a major injury. And he came out and refuted. He's like, no, nah, I'm going to be out a couple of weeks, but I'll be able to play again. So I was at least encouraged to hear that. My, yeah. Literally, my, my heart sank when you guys threw in the group chat that, hey, he had another like severe injury. I was like, oh, fuck. And that turned out to be not entirely true. So, um We'll see, man. I think he'll 
even if he made the team, I pictured Sam as like a seventh D, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he'll step into the lineup when we play bigger teams, maybe, and you know, here and there, and just kind of help out and be a good guy around the around the around the locker room, um, and then just getting games, you know, maybe 10, 15 games a season. I don't know, but I think he'd still be that guy. Um, as far as Wade Allison goes, I know you guys just touch you just touched on it, but he was such a big highlight for me at the end of the year. I mean, he yeah. I watched games to see him to see him and Cam York play. Uh, I mean, those those couple end of the End of the year games like the Devils, you know, miserable to watch. Only reason I was watching because I wanted to see Wade Allison because he was exciting. You know, mm-hmm. um, he gives he's a complete two hundred foot player, which I bash on the Flyers for picking a lot of those guys, but um, he also scores goals and he's tenacious, so you know, he makes up for it. He, had, he had, yes, he's a two hundred foot player, but he's got a lot of other dimensions to his game. Yeah, um, but I agree. I think he's going to come back strong, and Sam Moran I expect to be back strong as well. Kevin Hayes. You know he he's a huge part of this team. He's he, just because he played such a big role in the penalty kill a couple of years ago. I mean, we were really good, and I, I think Derek Broussard, you guys mentioned, he's going to be pivotal in, in kind of raising the game of that of the of the PK. So we'll see. Um, anything else, fellas, you want to touch on injury wise uh, before we, we kind of hop to the Islanders game? No, I think we can probably segue to that. Um, I know Joe, you haven't been able to watch it, and Matt. I think maybe I probably from... watched about yeah I've watched about like half of it on yeah. and off working out and studying. Well, so. it's end of regulation right now. It's tied two yeah. two. Do you... I, I, I caught this... the first. I caught the first period pretty much. Okay. Um, Carter Hart looks solid. Um, yeah, yeah, he um, did. Um, I think the the goal against he maybe would have liked back, but yeah. it was a perfect shot. I mean. When you watched it, it from the camera angle, at least it seems it seems like he could see it the entire way, but it's also top of the circles, top left corner, like perfect mm-hmm. shot. So, seventeen of eighteen, especially after last season, like that's kind of all you could really, really yeah. hope for out of him, outside of obviously not letting in any goals. Um, so that that was definitely definitely promising to see. And I mean, Samuel Urson, he's been. I've been kind of watching this last period, and he's been pretty damn good. He's an athletic, only... uh, athletic dude for a big guy. Yeah, the only goal against was a complete screen in front yeah. of the penalty kill, and it yeah. went kind of short side. So, I think you know, along with Hart, um, I noticed that Bill Meltzer pointed it out too. But Hart was being really aggressive in the first period, and I know that he had mentioned last, like heading into the year last year, that he had experimented like with playing deeper in his crease. And I kind of, Islanders just won. I kind of remember uh, at the time. Spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry. At the time being like, well, why? Like, I I don't like when goalies play deep in their crease like that. I'm not a huge fan of it. So I remember kind of being concerned about that. Um, Especially if you're not like a big, big goalie. You mean like the, uh, a la and Alex Lyon? Yeah. (laughs) He plays inside of the goal. Yeah. Um, But I think that Hart... (laughs) I, I don't know. I was I was happy to see that he was aggressive um, on a couple plays early on. So it definitely seemed like he was challenging shooters, which you got to be aggressive. Um, so that was good to see. Joe, you said that you, you know, you liked Hart's game. I did. Um, you know, this is a, this is a big year for him. Um, mm-hmm. I think what's really sets him apart, other than he's so technically sound, and you guys just mentioned, you know. You know, playing, not playing deep in your net, making sure you're in the right spots. That's so much of being a goalie. But I think another huge factor of being a goalie is your mental 
fortitude. And this kid showed that he's he's mentally pretty strong. So uh, I'm excited. You know, I just caught the first period action. He looked pretty good. Um, you know, he was challenging shooters. He, he looked square to the puck. He looked like he was back in, in pretty good form. Now, you know, it's preseason. But um, I, I have high hopes for him to regain his form uh, from two years ago and, and be that guy we all knew and think he is. Um, other than that, I did want to ask you, um, Forrester? Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of jump man and a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of I, I joked about it. I think it was, it was his skating is better than Ratcliffe's. Yeah, hundred percent. Jesus, I feel bad for Ratcliffe because like I had high hopes for him, but yeah. watching tonight's game and there's just nothing that jumps out to me in his game that's like I can see him. That was it, yeah. that was one of my key takeaways too. Is that I think you know I think Giroux, Coots, and Konechny looked fine obviously i'm not really paying attention too much to what they're doing um i thought prasard looked really good he's a great player on the four check he actually like delayed a couple islanders exits um mm. in the second period by just he's like, gotta know that him. team well by the way we, oh, we absolutely that's it's crucial to have him yeah you know when we play the islanders so much in in our division he knows them inside out he knows their systems he, he knows on the pens and rangers too right yeah yeah so, uh, I thought that he was, you know, fine. I thought Cam Atkinson looked good. Ellis and Provy look like they've been playing together for years. It's it's absurd to watch those two just cycle from the point. Um, but one thing I really noted was that third line with Tyson Forrester um, and Radcliffe. I mean, Radcliffe, uh, if something doesn't change with his skating soon, I don't think he has any sort of future, not even in the nhl but like in pro hockey i don't know yeah it's just that it's just that style of play right like he came from juniors he's a 50 goal scorer Mm -hmm. and he has a big frame but just to joe's point in terms of allison's intangibles he just doesn't have any other intangibles he's not gonna he's not gonna slot in the bottom six and be like a penalty killer like an energy guy like if he's not really contributing on the offensive side and his skating his skating inhibits that it, it's shitty to see, especially with like Jason Rob. Was it Robertson who was drafted? I think like one pick after him in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Like kind of similar stats. I remember going into that draft year, and I wasn't necessarily upset we took Ratcliffe because he had a great junior career. But yeah, it, watching him and then watching Forrester, I know it, skating was his weakness. He he was a better skater. From He's got a the motor. Brief the brief like one or two plays I actually saw him. I thought he had better wheels than, than Ratcliffe. So. 100%. And he looked comfortable on the power play, too. He looked really good on that second yeah. unit with uh, Ellis and, and Pro Rob. And real quick, two things I want to touch on. It's not really about this game, but more about the players we just spoke about. One, mm-hmm. I saw an article Broad Street Hockey put out about how Brian Ellis has just been like Proby shadow. Like he's yeah. just trying to learn everything about him on the ice, off the ice, you know become friends with him. You know, he, he explained that, you know, he thinks that chemistry is such a big, you know, big factor when you're a defensive pair. And I agree. I mean, mm-hmm. we saw it last year. Like, you know, you keep switching up defensive pairs. It's the same thing with like a quarterback and a center, right? If you keep swapping the center, the quarterbacks, you know, the snap counts, everything's going to be different. It's the same thing when you have a longtime partner and then all of a sudden you're just interchanging five, six different guys coming to play with different people. It's really hard to develop um, good chemistry and, and, you know, kind of have the eyes in the back of your head and, it looked like they they it looked like they've been playing for a, a while. They they have really good chemistry, so I'm excited to see that. And then one last thing on Forrester, and then we can 
got to talk about anything else. But um, Charlie O'Connor even tweeted a couple of days ago. He's like, man, this this Forrester, like, just keeps scoring goals like mm-hmm. in, in practices and, and scrimmages and stuff. He's just ripping the puck into the net. And, he, yeah, his skating is fine. I think it's fine. You know, it, it, it will get better, too. Um, I just – I don't know, man. I joked about it a couple – I think it was a month ago, maybe two months ago. I said, surprise out of camp, Tyson Forrester makes the team. Um, and I was just joking. I didn't really, I mean, I know he had a hell of a shot, but I mean, he, he, he doesn't look out of place. <laughs> they they well, gave the, him a real look. Yeah. They, him a yeah, look they, they sure. mentioned that as well. I mean, the crazy thing too, is don't want to jump too far ahead because we're just starting the season, but kind of looking ahead to next year. And we, I know we've tossed around the, the concept of based on what Drew wants and how Rasmus was to line and plays. And if he needs a new contract, how JVR seems like the odd man out, like the obvious one, one year left, 7 million, easily kind of tradable at that point um if forrester has a big year i mean that might be kind of what pushes that over the edge in terms of hey if we think he can step into jv's jvr's role maybe not stylistically as a player but in terms of contributing on the on the offensive side then hey i mean i'd be all for it seeing him in a a flyers jersey full-time next year yeah and like we talked about time and time again you know there's going to be injuries in a in a, our first full season i think he probably gets a, a sustained look this year at some point for for a couple games you know even if it's just I, I it's still kind of a long shot for him to make it out of camp i think because i don't think they want him as a 13th forward i think they want him playing and i agree with that so you know down in the hl if he's ripping it up in the hl though like a like a zade wisdom um i don't think they're going to hesitate to bring him up uh, if there's an injury in anything, I think I'll be up here and, you know, who knows, man. We might have actually found our, our goal scorer finally. Fingers crossed. I will lose my mind. Um, <laughs> finally, I'll be able to die. I'll have I'll be at peace. My body will be at rest. Um, but, yeah, any, anything else, fellas, you, you guys want to touch on it? Anyone kind of stick out to you? Did it, Ustamenko get in? No, it was uh, Arison for the third period. Arison, okay. Yeah. I, I saw uh, somebody tweeted the Belarusian and – I don't know who's the other guy from Belarus that we have. Uh, uh, Shushko. Yeah. Oh, Shushko. Okay. Yeah. He scored the tying goal. That's yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I, I go ahead, Matt. No, I wasn't going to say anything. Go ahead. I was going to say he had a that fourth line had a pretty hard working game. It was Shushko, Rusov, and I'm blanking. I completely forgot that Rusov was coming back. I didn't realize he was making the trip over. Yeah. I remember seeing something that he left the KHL. I don't, I didn't track. Like once like mm-hmm. the players go back to the KHL, like, uh, uh, who was the other right? Vorbiev and, and yeah. those guys, like, I don't really care to track how they do in the KHL at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, he's going to be in the AHL obviously. And th- that AHL team is going to be fun to watch. Oh yeah. And he's he's got an I like I feel like I say this all the time about this kid, but now that he's here again, like we're down a center, there's center races going on. He's he's got like an outside outside shot to like steal a fourth line center role to start the season so that they can bump up somebody in the lineup or something like that. Like I I wouldn't completely rule that out. I don't think it's gonna happen at all, but he's like I don't know. He's he's a fine if they just want to use him as a bottom sixer, they could probably do that on like the fourth line, just get like a passable five games out of him while they wait for someone to get healthy. But um I also thought Lindblom looked really great. Was yeah, my, the goal. Yeah. Or 
Well, I think they gave it to Zamula. Ultimately. Oh, did they change it? Yeah. But yeah, great screen by him. And he does, he just looks like he's back to himself. There was a penalty kill with him and Couturier. Um, and they've got to be like two of the smartest players in the league out on the ice together. I mean, yeah. that if, if he's physically back to where he was before cancer, which apparently he is, all of his screenings are like that. I mean, he's such a heart, or he's such a smart player that I don't know if there shouldn't be much drop off in the Oscar Lindblom game. I guess it would just be so great if if he's ready yeah, that to would go. Be, and he looked like be, he had a, a solid motor. Yeah, that'd be a great comeback story. I mean, I I'm still cautiously optimistic. Just after last year, I don't mm-hmm. want to like put any bad juju on. <laughs> on Oscar or anything like that and kind of like expect too much out of Mm -hmm. him. Um, But that would, especially while Hayes is out, like it it kind of puts a heightened attention on how, how he can look and if he can contribute in the way he was able to prior to cancer. I mean, we're definitely going to need that if we want to make a a serious run deep in the playoffs. And we're definitely going to need that while like Hazy and, and company and are out. So, I'm interested to see where he where he slots in. Whether it's a, a top six role, I, I would be a little hesitant to do that right away. I think like mm-hmm. the third line makes more sense, at least off the hop. So, be interested to see what uh, what AV has up his sleeve there. Real quick, non Flyers news. Uh, this, this is bad bad radio, but the Kraken's white jersey, fresh. Yeah, it's that is pretty sick. Wow. It is. I keep forgetting that they're uh, we played on the second team. game of the year. Do you yeah. know if they? Is it their first like regular season game? I hope it's. I I not think their first. Regular God, I hope season not. Because we against, can't lose to them. No, I think that their first game is against like Vegas or Vancouver. I think. Okay, that's because I hope it's at home too. I'm no, because the Flyers have like that. they open the season up and then don't they have like a long break? Should we do that? Let's let's uh let's go over the. The preseason schedule and then the start of the, the regular season schedule. Season. How about that? Okay. Well, they beat Vancouver for their first win, even though that was preseason. Well, preseason. Well, yeah, because we play – did we play Vancouver first game of the season? Yes, at home. Okay, so – No Patterson, technically. All right, hold on, hold on. Right. And Hughes. Huh? Hughes oh, and Patterson, they, they, they haven't signed them They're still Hughes unsigned. Yeah. All right. So we got Islanders tonight. Uh, Bruins on Thursday. Uh Capitals Saturday, Bruins again on Monday, Islanders again on Tuesday, uh, Capitals again on Friday, and then they're off until Friday the 15th of October, and they that's their opener against Vancouver. Classic. And then their second game, yeah, is against Seattle at home. Damn, so we opened the season on a four-game... Um, homestand. Homestand, that's great. But we're that's also like one of the remember. last teams to start the season. Yeah. I, I wonder I can probably quickly look it up. I just the reason I brought up the Seattle thing is because like Joe is probably gonna uh mention it is it would be vintage flyers for us to play them first game of the season. Like their least, first ever I, game. I don't think it's their first ever game because we play okay. them like a whole week later than the season then starts. Like, okay, then actually yeah. season starts. I'm looking it up real quick just to confirm, but I, I trust Wanted to wanted to ask you guys, um, Flyers goal song. They play two today. Mm-hmm. Play Tarzan and something else. 
Yeah, I, oh, they played a couple different ones. I I yeah. saw the Tarzan one, and like you're right, it's Vegas at Vegas for their opening. The fact they didn't play their opening game at home yeah. is the most NHL thing of all time. Not that I guess it really matters because eventually it's going to be their first home game, but still. Um, I did see a commercial during the game. Since Joe, I think you just brought up goal songs. It was uh, the Orange and the Black by the Boils. It yeah, was like yeah. that. Like people in Philly were singing it and stuff like that, like around the town or whatever. So I have a sneaking suspicion they're going to elevate that to goal song. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, <laughs> I listened to the Tarzan one. I was, I'm not sure what part they would want to have, but I yeah. wasn't like too uh, too thrilled. My um, elementary school band teacher was. Uh, one of the writers of that flyer song, Orange and the Black. Really? Mm-hmm. Look at that. Shout out. Whoever Shout out to Mr. Boyle. I'm still, uh, still fingers crossed that Meek Mill is going to do a collab with them and drop a, a sick track, but I, I doubt it. I don't think that's going to happen. Probably not. Um, anything else, gentlemen, you want to talk flyers-wise? Anything you're looking forward to? Um, I, I was watching at a restaurant, so I didn't really get to hear Mm-hmm. Um, did TK get in this game? Yeah. How do you look? He looked I, I good. Couldn't really... He looked fine with the the top. It was him, Couturier, and Giroux on the first line. Okay. They looked fine. I wasn't right. paying attention to them enough to like really. Um. Yeah, they had a couple good chances. I think they had the one where TK made a nice kind of like, nice a fake along the boards. Defenseman fell down, fed uh, Couturier in the slot yeah. for a one. Uh, kind of a weaker-ish one-timer that was saved. Um, and then I saw Drew kind of try that center ice off the back wall pass that he likes to try to do while someone's kind of streaking down the wing with speed. They didn't connect, and he had a couple of – I think they were a, a tad rusty mm-hmm. all in all from what I could see. But, again, and I was joking with Mike before you hopped on, Joe, about how, like, if we were to lose 2-1 to one or we lost 3-2, to like, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's going to be a – a contingent of the fan base that's going to overanalyze the fact that <clears throat> they did in fact lose or someone looked rusty, but I'm not too, not too concerned until I see some actual games. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I'm excited to see these guys, you know, when it really counts. Well, obviously we'll be watching the preseason games and everything, but it's, it's a whole nif- different animal when the, when the season really starts and you now they'll, we'll see some more cuts. I'm sure. I don't know, but this week, maybe, maybe at the end of the week, we'll see some Probably cuts. by the weekend. We'll get our first yeah. round of cuts. Um, so we'll see. I'm excited, man. This is a, a new era of Flyers hockey. I think there's a lot of new, new voices, uh, you know, some strong voices in the room again. And I'm excited. I think this team can do big things, but we will see anything else. Gentlemen. Oh, Kevin Hayes, uh, it took him, or not Kevin Hayes, sorry, Keith Yandel, took him officially one preseason game uh, with the Flyers to do a, a song. So, I don't oh, know if, he already did a song? Yeah, he already did a song. Sonk. So, it was a mini one. It was a mini one because it was just preseason, but it was a, a clean clean fake on an outlet. I under right on him, and then he took it around <laughs> and, and did a real outlet. I'm, so. I'm looking forward, forward to a season of many songs. So. <laughs> yeah. I guess the only other thing I'll add is to Mike's point about Thursday's game, we'll be seeing Cam York, Frost play, um, Sandheim and Ristolainen. Kind of excited to see mm-hmm. what Ristolainen does in his first game. 
Um, who else am I missing? It, is our second round pick the Finnish kid? He might be with that. Them? Yeah, he'll probably be with that yeah. unit. Frost now, is going to get like a first line night who's here. He gonna be, uh, who's yeah. he going to be paired with? You think? Is it going to be like JVR and someone else, yeah, or Farabee probably JVR, Farabee, or Lawton and Farabee, something like that. Pretty I'm sure good we'll fucking talk lineup, boys. Be fun to watch. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I am. I'm excited to, to actually sit down and watch the game. Obviously, a lot going on today, so I didn't have a ton of time to, to dedicate to it. So I'm looking forward to watching it and uh, and seeing our boy Frost and the new Million Dollar Man in uh, in Farabee. Um, this team's got a lot of proof, man. Uh, they signed a lot of you know some big ticket deals that we all think were were good deals and good for the team, good for the players. So 2021, 2022 camp. Yeah, we're at rock bottom. Can't go any anywhere up. From, you know, just up, right? Can't go. Can't be worse than last year, can it? I hope not. Hard press. Us or the Flyers? Both. <laughs>